This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. We have yield-robbing weather developments in both hemispheres, North and South America. Crop-threatening spring planting delays exist in the Corn Belt from the Northern Plains and the Ohio Valley. The next two weeks will feature over four storm systems that will produce excessive rainfall, even localized flooding, and that will delay planting. Corn planted after May 10th and soybeans after May 20th will have yield drags due to the later seeding dates. 2022 production is at risk from both yield and also potentially from less acres. I have pointed out that last year's surprisingly good yields in the drought-impacted western Corn Belt were mostly the result of early planting. That will not be repeated this year. The later the average planting date for 2022 crops, the less likely we will see trendline yields. There's no buffer for this on USDA balance sheets, even less so with the numbers being used by private analysts. Subtrend line yields would set up a situation where price rationing is required. We have not yet seen that with current price levels. It has surprised almost everyone that you could have $17 soybeans and that crush margins are still quite good. Our study of historical crop insurance price deviation provided a range of about $17 to $20 a bushel for soybeans. We had previously recommended that livestock producers cover half of their second quarter soy meal needs at 328. We advised that they cover the other half of second quarter needs in the August soy meal contract on Thursday. President Biden asked Congress for another 33 billion in assistance for Ukraine. That request included 1.6 billion in humanitarian aid and food assistance for people around the world facing food shortages without Ukrainian exports. There's a $500 million allotment that's intended to boost U.S. food production. I don't know how effective it will be, as first they want to boost loan rates for food crops, including wheat, rice, pulse crops, and edible oils for both 2022 and 2023. The wheat loan would get a two-year hike of 63%. That would take it from $3.38 to 552. Loan rates on oil seeds would be bumped up 40%, rice and pulse crops by 21%. The terms will be extended to 12 months instead of 9. The other element is a $10 an acre incentive to double crop beans behind wheat in 2023 through lower crop insurance premiums. Frankly, these revised higher loan rates are still so far below actual crop prices that it makes little sense to me that they'll have any impact on production. I doubt they would be used so it would cost the government nothing. I mentioned that we have weather markets in both hemispheres. The second crop, safrina corn in Brazil, is in trouble. The weather forecast has not changed from last week, with the center-growing area staying dry with no rainfall in the near term. My son was told that the state of Minas Gerais, where his in-laws are, is losing everything to drought as it relates to the second crop of corn. The state of Goiás, Mato Grosso do Sul, and Sao Paulo are not far behind. The biggest safrina producer, Mato Grosso, is a mixed bag. Rainfall has been spotty. The northern half of the state has received adequate rains, but they are not widespread enough to reach the finish line unscathed. According to a former farm manager that my son worked with, who now lives in central Moto Grosso, he was upbeat, saying that 80% of the safrina crop is guaranteed as of last week. 
However, the forecast is turned dry. There's no assurance rain is coming to bring it to 100% completion. There are several cities in the Mato Grosso that have not received any significant rainfall in nearly a month. Some of those areas would be equivalent to late July, early August in the Midwest when corn is filling its ears and moisture demand is at its peak. That calls into question whether Mato Grosso can make good on its projection of 40.1 million metric ton. Unless there is a major increase in acres, we are forced to begin downsizing Mato Grosso's second crop of corn. Under the current scenario, a 25% loss in Goiás, Minas Gerais, and Sao Paulo would make up a 4 million metric ton loss. A 10% crop reduction in Mato Grosso could make an additional 4 million metric ton for a total of 8. Taking favorable conditions into consideration, this would reduce the Safrina crop to under 81 million metric ton, using 23 million metric ton for the first crop of corn and 2 million metric ton for the third crop. Brazil's total corn production could reach 106 million metric ton, 10 million metric ton or 408 million bushels below USDA's April estimate. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.